Right. Yeah, sometimes we both get really close and we're like, we almost oh, kiss. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take me to dinner first. Damn. Oh, man. You just you just bought us lunch. so. Oh, shit. I did I do that. Know. <laughs> what does this mean? I would like to fuck you, Hiram. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Loki, you got that nice little Jewess. So just, you know, it's pretty. It's pretty round. <laughs> and, and then the fr- I'll, I'll <laughs> take the compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, th- th- those are compliments, you know. Yeah, they're compliments. All right. I, I'll take them. You're a nice Hebrew boy. Came over from Israel. Man, I'm a man. <laughs> 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 That's what the whole bar mitzvah was about. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole goddamn ceremony dedicated to that. I'm a fucking man. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Alright, bring us in. <laughs> Hi, everybody. That's a little awkward. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to oh shit! To welcome to the Taboo Podcast. The po- sorry, I'm trying to adjust my head here. It's like too close to the mic, but then it's too far from the mic. Hang on, we'll we'll restart. Give me a countdown, Hiram. Hello, everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Taboo Podcast, a podcast where we talk about things that aren't supposed to be talked about. Today, we got our co-host. The Jew, the Prince of Israel, you know who he is. Yeah, it's your boy, it's Hiram. And we also have another guest, hasn't been on the podcast before. And uh, we'll have you introduce yourself. <laughs> we got Lexi. Lexi works. I also go by Grape Juice. Oh, hell yeah, that's um, right. So there's another surname, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, grape yeah. juice. That's your name on uh, on Snapchat, actually. <laughs> it's been there's more to it than that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> grape juice is a solid name. I'll say that. Thank you. It's a good juice. I recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hiram's you, a good Jew too. <laughs> and if you leave grape juice out long enough, you get wines. So. Oh, fermentation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fermentation, it's tremendous. How you doing, Lexi? Pretty good. A little yeah. nervous. A little nervous. Excited. Feeling excited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys would have already seen the title, but today we're talking about mixed martial arts. We're talking about jujitsu because uh, it's something that I really enjoy, and so does Lexi. Mm-hmm. Lexi's the only person in my friend group that actually knows the world of MMA, the world of jujitsu, and so we really just want to talk about it and talk about our setbacks too. You know, I've mentioned in the past my shoulder problems, my shoulders dislocating, how I can't participate in jujitsu sometimes because of that. And Lexi's recently, mm-hmm, a year ago, actually. <laughs> Not too recent. <clears throat> Not feels, too recent. Feels recent, but. But Lexi yeah. went through a, a leg injury and you still haven't been to the gym yet, right? No, it's kind of expensive. Ever since like rent went up 20%, right. you know, it's hard to even pay for a monthly membership. So right. just doing stuff at home mostly. Absolutely. Mostly kickboxing actually rather right. than jujitsu. Right. Yeah. And I feel you there because 
I had my injury earlier this year and then um, financial problems. Mm -hmm. I couldn't couldn't pay for the membership. So my membership expired in March and I have not been back to the gym since. And here it is October. (laughs) (laughs) And then for me, I'm... I'm kind of in the dark on this one. <laughs> this is not something I'm super familiar with, you know? This whole world of MMA, jiu-jitsu, and, and injury, even injury. I've never really been injured. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of the opposite perspective here. God has his blessing on you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, man. And, yeah. So I'll, I'll have a little bit of different, I guess, viewpoint than both of you will have on this whole side of things mm-hmm. for real for real yeah. maybe we should start with like our histories histories like and like, how much mma we like have history wise yeah because I, mean, I don't have shit underneath my belt mm-hmm. but i <clears throat> i have various martial art experience but like just a little touch here and there mm-hmm. for example when i was seven years old i went to taekwondo and I got my green belt within four months. Oh, sick. Which, that's bullshit. You don't get a green belt in Taekwondo in four months at the age of seven years old. No. That doesn't happen. So it was a bullshit studio. <laughs> um, they would award you one stripe per week. Yeah. 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 Wow. And by the end of the month, you would have four stripes. I think every six weeks, you would get a new belt. You know, hmm. so stupid. Very stupid. So that was my Taekwondo experience. <laughs> and then we, my parents realized, like, hey, this is a scam. You know, there's seven-year-olds with black belts. There really was seven-year-olds with black belts. Oh, my goodness. Bullshit. So we went to uh, this um, dojo that taught judo and also taught tagiri, which is uh, a different type of martial art. And... Um, it was also kind of like a gym, too. So they had pools, uh, different things like that. And the owner actually trained with Chuck Norris. No way. Yes. What yeah. a cool inky dink. For real, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was a really cool experience. Um, he did not directly teach me. He had two instructors that would teach the judo classes. Mm-hmm. And that one was definitely you earn your stripes in that gym. Um, I had to take a knowledge test and a performance test in order to get my yellow belt in judo. So, um, and that was my highest ranking was the yellow belt, which is from judo. It's white belt to yellow belt to green, orange, brown, and black or something like that. <clears throat> so it's a little bit different than jujitsu's belts. Mm-hmm. Then uh, teenage years came by. I, my parents weren't able to afford um, different training sessions and stuff like that. The 2008 depression started, so my dad lost his job. And then we were just pretty broke for (laughs) several years, so Mm -hmm. they just never went back to MMA or to martial arts. Then when I turned 20, um, I decided I had graduated from college. I had my associates in psych, and I was taking a break before I pursued my bachelor's. And so I had all this time, and I'm like, fuck it, let me join a MMA gym. So that's when I joined uh, the one in Farmington, New Mexico. Um, the instructor was Floyd Sword, which he was a former UFC fighter. Hmm. Um, and so I did that for three weeks, and it was mainly jujitsu, 
they mainly did grappling. I had one boxing, kickboxing class, one. And I forgot to bring my mouth guard. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're just like, you're not sparring today. And so they just gave me a bag and said, here, hit this bag for a while. <laughs> so like just a hard bag? Yeah, okay. yeah. They, they didn't tell me to bring one. I didn't know because they would do classes like they just did whatever. Like they didn't really have a schedule. So some days you do jujitsu, other days you do kickboxing. So, um, so yeah, then I did, uh, then one day I dislocated my shoulder doing a drill. And so I had to take like a month off and then COVID hit and the gym completely shut down for a while. And then I wasn't able to go back. Then earlier this year, I decided to get back into it. And then I did jujitsu for... Yeah, because this gym, which is also Lexi's gym, mm-hmm. um, they teach different classes on different days. So I would always go to the jujitsu classes and was there for, again, three weeks, dislocated my arm, my other arm this time, and I was out for a while. I returned, scared to death. Oh, my God. But I returned. I was doing good. And then um, school just got busy for one thing so because that was my last semester and then financial problems so anyway I'm thinking about going back here in a few weeks and that's where I'm at <laughs> I've been saying that for a while now myself. For, <laughs> for real I keep saying that too and then I fall off a cliff so, <laughs> <laughs> so. that is a true statement he did fall off a cliff <laughs> yeah. yeah that was uh that was yeah that happened could have been feet. way worse though could have been way worse. Fucked yeah. up my knee, fucked up my arm, but nothing broke. No broken bones. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it would have been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Especially alone. Yes. Yeah. Hiking <laughs> alone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't do anything dangerous hiking alone. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, I mean, I wasn't, I was just going down this jagged cliff, and then I trip over this rock, and down I go. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in a creek, but it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even a shallow, I mean, a deep creek. So the water didn't help. I just literally landed on wet rocks, Ugh. carrying a backpack and my camera and around my, my camera, neck. Yeah. My camera got wet. It no. didn't break. Oh, but, yeah, so you that was super fun. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I <Risque>. really did. <laughs> I did. And, yeah. and get this, the name of the place is called Adrenaline Falls. Oh, you, oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. Adrenaline Falls. And I was pumped full of adrenaline, yo. After falling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Lexi, what's your background? Okay. So I started actually dabbling in martial arts around, I think around 17 is when I started really getting into it. I'd always kind of been a rowdy kid sparring with people fighting since I was little but never like in a technical um, structured setting and then um, around the end of my addiction is when I started getting into kickboxing and then I went full send once I got up here and really started my recovery like I traded my full-on substance addiction for martial arts and just getting like I don't know trying to improve in that manner and it was addicting. I could not stop going. I would go at least to a class every day um, that the gym was open, sometimes two to three if I could push it in there. Whoa. 
yeah (laughs) yeah kickboxing jujitsu yeah so i started out with kickboxing and then i did a little bit of the advanced kickboxing and all the women there were so so encouraging to actually engage more in the jujitsu realm Mm. so then i started going to jujitsu and um i was really loving it i felt like quite a badass because it's interesting when you just kind of forget where your limbs are for a moment there (laughs) um when you just start out start out um and then right before covid hit is when i started judo but then you know covid shut everything down because especially that personal contact (laughs) you can't really have that kind of gym open no you're sweating on each other you're like you're huffing and puffing on each other's faces yeah Yeah. it's not the most hygienic experience and and i remember during like the pandemic there'd be people grappling with just masks on Mm -hmm. i'm just like like that's gonna make a difference it's a fucking mask and you already can't breathe in jujitsu because you're dying you're trying Mm -hmm. to choke each other out and then you got a mask on get the fuck out of here you know like yeah i mean i would have felt like i was hyperventilating if somebody was on my chest especially mm-hmm. no it's some big ass 200 pound man on top of you like that and you're just like stuck mm-hmm. scary yeah Mm-mm. but i mean i had breaks throughout the time before covid though i've had many injuries primarily to my knees okay. so i've had both of my knees blown out twice now um Whoa. Yeah, so that's kind of put me behind. That actually, that first time I blew out my knee, I was in denial for a while, so I tried to go back the next day. Learned that was the worst decision. It put me out for far longer. Um, right, right. So I think mostly the injuries really kind of taught me how to take a step back and really just like let myself heal. Mm. Um, that's why I've definitely learned the most from my first injury because then they just continued right mm. back to back. Um, yeah, but now I just train in kickboxing most of the time. Like I'll do at least an hour every week, just going out the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something that like, <clears throat> like a major reason why I wanted to have this conversation today mm-hmm. was injury and, you know, how to go back into MMA mm-hmm. or into any type of martial art. Because it's, I don't know about you, but it was quite devastating for me when I dislocated my shoulder and it's like, I can't do this anymore, Mm -hmm. at least for this brief period of time and possibly forever. That's the scary part to me. Yeah, definitely. I I assume it's been advised. Well, you have been advised probably just nip it in the bud. Right. Yeah. And oh, and to clarify, my condition, I it's called hyperextension, so my ligaments are just more, fl- more flexible than the average person. It's just a hereditary thing. My dad also had it too. And that because of that, your shoulders are very vulnerable joints where they're already prone to being dislocated. But when you have my type of condition where your ligaments just don't hold them in place like they should, they can dislocate. Mm-hmm. And so jujitsu is pushes that <laughs> yeah. pushes the limits of your ligaments <laughs> definitely that's the whole point is just pushing the limit <laughs> right right and so i remember when i got my first injury i'm just like fuck like is this a possibility for the future because i love martial arts especially jujitsu I, I just fell in love with it since day one mm-hmm. and it's like great now i can't do this because my shoulders don't keep my, my ligaments don't keep my shoulders in place it's it's very just 
such a disappointing feeling. Mm -hmm. It's just terrible. And so that's something I really wanted to kind of just highlight. And, and for any of you listening who have had a similar experience, you know, I think this is a very good conversation to have because that's just, it's very difficult to go through. Um, and I'm still going through it. You know, I'm terrified to rejoin because my shoulders may dislocate. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it is I'm really learning about my body. I'm, for example, I dislocated my shoulder the second time. So I started learning like, oh, you know what? My joints, my shoulders are very stiff. What one person can do, they can put their head, their arms over their head. I can't do that laying on the floor. So that's something I started doing is really stretching my shoulders. And I'm like, oh, okay, now my shoulders are a lot more flexible than they used to be. Maybe that will help. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going to go back in with that mentality like, okay, I'm learning about my body. Let me use this experience as a learning experience instead of like, oh, fuck, it's over. I'm done. (laughs) You know, please don't dislocate my shoulders again. So I don't know if you had a similar experience to that Mm -hmm. um, with with blowing out your knees. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with like the whole disappointment piece Um, just because I did use it as such an essential portion of my recovery um, and not just like addiction, but in mental health well as well. So Mm. I just lost that structure. Mm. I lost that routine. I lost that sense of stability and control in my life. Um, So that really set me all out of whack. I felt like I was having more um, bipolar episodes and I felt like I was just kind of um, not thriving to say it in the least, but it did teach me how to learn how to get back up, learn how to be self-compassionate. That took a little longer within the process. (laughs) First, it was a lot of denial, Um, but yeah, it definitely gave me a huge learning opportunity to really learn my body as you say um said as well i try to now incorporate every morning i do at least 15 minute stretching session Mm. to see everywhere in my body that i am tense where i need to stretch more before i even think about training because that's where i've led to injuries is when i've just like not stretched enough or i've not listened to my body and i've overextended or Just having that mind-body connection has been so, so beneficial to my just improvement in all aspects of life, especially with my martial arts training, so. And for me, having like that kind of outside perspective Mm -hmm. on listening to both of your stories, it seems like you you learned a lot more than just martial arts or jujitsu or kickboxing from your classes, like, it wasn't, that wasn't the only thing you were learning. You were learning more about your limits. You were learning more about, I mean, recovery, mm-hmm. about, you said, self-compassion, taking time, understanding that patience to heal and everything. Yes. So it seems like it was just like a lot more than just learning this this form of, of fighting. Like it just seems like it had a lot of m- mental health benefits and like just benefits for your life Mm -hmm. so that's pretty interesting is seeing that that theme through both of you guys is that you learned so much more than than probably what you thought you went in expecting to learn definitely oh baby (laughs) (laughs) the shit that i that jujitsu has taught me oh my god i have a whole list i'm gonna bring it up (laughs) (laughs) did you actually formulate a list oh fuck yeah 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 yeah. love this 
it's something that I use every day. Wow. What it has taught me, what jujitsu has taught me. It's a tremendous therapy. I, <clears throat> I always say that. I always say jujitsu is a tremendous therapy because for those of you who don't know what jujitsu is, and maybe Lexi can explain this better than, than I can, you're trying, you're wrestling with somebody, you're grappling, in other words, and you're trying to get on top of them. That's the dominant position. And then you're trying to put them in a submissive hold, whether that be um, you try to submit them with like an arm bar, if you're trying to choke them out, um, anything to kind of incapacitate them, I guess. And because of that, especially if you go to like a a very good gym, there's going to be lots of trained people there. (laughs) And it's amazing how they can just your your life like if they really wanted it your life could be in their hands Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god and that's the scary thing especially for beginners because what you want to do as a beginner is you f- you want to freak out you know especially if they get on top of you now you can't breathe motherfucker it's over for you right and that's a natural response you know your body's like oh my god we're gonna die we're gonna die and so you try to get out and panicking is the worst thing you can do in jujitsu because it gets worse you get yourself even (laughs) in a worse position so you're panicking you're not breathing right on top of that they're choking you out it's over it's done and so that's the beauty of jujitsu is it teaches you to be calm to relax even when somebody like has you in a nasty hold, like in a triangle and they're squeezing your body, but it's not quite cutting off your blood supply. It's not cutting off the oxygen and you can still breathe and it hurts a lot, but that's what it teaches you is stay calm, relax, stay calm, relax, grind this out, grind this out. You know, it's, it's, oh my God. And I've applied that to so many different aspects of my life so far. And I don't know if you, Lexi, if you've also had a similar Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's even helped me with my panic disorder, just like Mm. reminding myself to be present in the moment, grounding myself. That's been huge for me. Because like that's when you're in that submissive, like almost to the point of being submitted in jujitsu, they're hoping that you do those like little flinches, like and go in that reptilian brain Mm. and do not stay present in the moment. Because then in most cases, you're going exactly in the position that will actually get you submitted. Yep. Um, So just that factor of where it's been so like I don't want to say punitive in a sense but it's just been like this huge conditioning situation (laughs) where you're like be present if you're not present then this is what's going to happen you're going to be probably in a more risky situation so I've like actually incorporated that in many aspects of my life but especially with the panicking like when I have panic attacks like just trying to ground myself in similar ways I do in jujitsu like uh just like sorry sensations Mm -hmm. focusing on different sensations different um breathing activities and it's been transformative to how frequent and how long these panic attacks actually have occurred in my life I actually haven't had one in two years over two years ever since like they used to be far more common before I trained in martial arts and before I actually really focused on reflecting, self-reflection, and actually just being in the flow state even, all the way yes. to the factor of just being present and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I, with what you were saying about just how much it's helped with, uh, with your panic attacks mm-hmm. and decreasing the frequency, the first thing that came to my mind is 
that's extremely like helpful. But then the second thing that came to my mind was like, this wasn't just from from one lesson, mm-hmm. from a um, couple weeks of of training. This was from consistently going back and trying and attempting, wanting to learn how to master that that fear or overcome just the instant response and just maintain control even in difficult difficult situations Mm -hmm. so it was like that I think that's where you learn the most is the repetition and going back and the desire to overcome these these challenges well yeah and that's the beauty of like training in that gym especially every like pretty much every person there is succeeding and excelling in a different portion of like their training like I know a lot of people who can pull out the defense like no other and other people I can submit you like no other in different ways like some people prefer arm locks or like leg locks you know Mm -hmm. different portions of the body and each of those challenges like come at you at different times and sometimes I feel like they're just the ones I need at that moment in time in my life where I'm like having to figure out a challenge I've never encountered before and like really testing my limits and what I think I can do and usually I'm excelling with them or I just learn how to have that compassion be like it's okay they've been training for way longer they know this more what can I improve from and usually in that moment after somebody whoops my ass I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here but (laughs) okay this is the fucking taboo (laughs) podcast okay cool (laughs) but after somebody does that I get excited anymore like I've conditioned myself to be excited that I've like had this moment of hardship yeah exactly Mm, and i'm like how how could i have got out of this Mm -hmm. what would you have done in this situation what can i submit you in this situation Mm -hmm. so i'm always looking for a different way to improve every time i've had these like setbacks right yeah like it teaches you to persist through failure Mm -hmm. oh and you will fail over and over and over and over and over again jujitsu is ruthless just Mm -hmm. absolutely ruthless (laughs) If you thought you're the top shit, no, no, <laughs> you're going down, bitch. Like somebody that's smaller than you, maybe mm-hmm. younger than you, yeah. it is so, oh my God, it's humbling. Yeah. It's yeah. so humiliating, yeah, and humbling. It's humbling, yeah. I've had a 12-year-old literally <laughs> hand my ass to, the, like I, my ass was handed to me. I don't even know how to say it under, any other way. She yeah, yeah. literally served me on a platter, and yeah, wow. I felt so amazed I was just like, as a woman who's anatomically small, I was like, this is powerful. Because she was a 12-year-old girl, small, frail. I was like, wow, the things I could do Mm. in this world, I don't have to feel scared as a woman. And that's powerful to me, honestly. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that helps a lot, like, especially feeling comfortable doing things in your normal life, your day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, that's a perspective that, I don't really have any insight on is is from a woman's perspective. I mean, I am a man. I grew up with three sisters, but that that's only still limited. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that's super super exciting to be able to feel safe and feel like you can take care of yourself in in your everyday life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's helped so much, especially with my PTSD. Like it's made me feel like like I can live happily and I don't have to live in fear like I used to live with a lot of paranoia 
in my day-to-day life, um, but it's made me to feel where I can even protect the people I love around me. When I'm out and about with my girlfriends, like, uh, I, if they're a little belligerent or something like that, I know that at the end of the day, I feel comfortable being the person to make sure we're all together yeah. and, like, that we're all staying safe. In the end, like, I just, I take so much pride and how balanced I feel and how strong I feel, um, not just as a woman, but as a person in general. Yeah. Um, after throwing a 200 plus pound man in judo, like, I'm like, wow, <laughs> come at me. I can do anything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, with its limits, with I still have limit. so much to improve yeah. on, but like I feel feel very um accomplished and very very just, I don't know, just confident in my abilities more mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That's uh Yeah, cuz I I can resonate with that. You know, I used to be and still am, you know, very pretty anxious just day-to-day stuff and after I do like a couple training sessions, like maybe like a week of being back in the gym, I'm just, my confidence just really goes up. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody in the gym kicked my ass, yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm used to the, to the fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm used to the fight. So now if I go out in public and, and there's an altercation, I'm not really worried. Mm-mm. It's It's very fascinating that even though I lost every fucking fight ever, like in that gym, here I am feeling confident Mm -hmm. and that's like an interesting concept you know (laughs) I lost every time but I'm still feeling confident (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) and maybe it's it's because like if I go against somebody that's inexperienced I'm kicking their ass Mm -hmm. because I know what you're not supposed to do you know because I got my ass kicked so many times (laughs) (laughs) You know, don't give the person your back. They can choke you out, you know, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Don't lay on the ground. They can get on top of you. You know, just simple things that that I think the average person doesn't know unless you start training. Yeah, it's drilled into you. It's drilled into you Mm -hmm. because guess what? The person's going to get on top of you. Guess what? The person's going to take your back. Mm -hmm. They got you in a rear naked choke, you know, whatever. You're done. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Interesting. But I found it fascinating, too. I used to be far more likely to act out in a violent manner when there came to conflict. But now, since training, I feel so much more calm in situations where there's conflict. Like, I've seen even out in town where there's, like, people fighting outside the bar. And I just feel so present and in the moment and just ready for anything. But now, like, things need to be handled in a violent manner. I'm like... I've done great in nonviolent communication. I know how to communicate with people. What can we do to de-escalate this to where it doesn't mm-hmm. have to get to that point? Mm-hmm. And uh, but if it gets to that point, I do feel confident that I can protect myself. Yes. But yeah, I just feel far more to come at it in such a compassionate manner because that fear is no longer really holding mm. me back. Now I feel just like I feel strong and in control. So, like, why is there a reason to act out in fear? Yeah, <laughs> courage over fear. Who would have known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's all coming together. Alexi uh, has a tattoo that says "Courage over fear," <laughs> and so this is this is probably where it came from. Um, I got it right I mean, before, but yeah, <laughs> I do channel a lot of like how I interact with life with trying to come at it with more courage and not letting the fear override yeah. that so yeah. damn Hiram's very prophetic 
<laughs> just aware, I suppose. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I just read. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been interesting from my perspective, someone who doesn't have any of this, like, training. You know, uh, it seems like a lot of people maybe did karate or some sort of martial arts when they, even when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. I never had any experience with that. And so just hearing your guys' experience, it's been pretty n- interesting. And there's a lot of things in there that I feel like I could benefit from, a lot of lessons I could learn and benefit from, even though, I mean, I've never really been interested in mixed martial arts. But just hearing your what you guys have learned, it's been like, wow, I, w- I would like to learn that lesson. I would like to improve myself to to have more confidence or to have more uh, or less fear, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that would be something that I'm curious about. And um, I also started to know to like pick up on a theme because in a lot of self-help books, a lot of um, successful people, they seem to have trainings or, or routines. And a lot of them talk about jiu-jitsu or they train in some sort of fighting and the correlations the things that you guys have been learning and I guess the values of successful people seems like there's a lot of correlation there you learn to not panic in stressful situations you learn how to be calm and address aggressive situations without violence you know you learn how to handle tough situations even in when you're stressed or when things are tight, you learn how to control yourself and be present and be aware and not panic. And I think those are all good things that help you become a successful person and not even just financially, but successful with whatever you want, whether that be you want to be a painter or you want to just like be a farmer, like whatever it is, like these are skills that successful people have. Absolutely. So you guys are successful people. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. <laughs> or, or getting there. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like a, a big part of success, at least my personal success I've had so far, mm-hmm. is staying calm. Mm-hmm. Not panicking, not freaking out. Um, like my jobs that I have now, you know, where I'm, I'm working with mm-hmm. a lot of mental health, with a lot of things that I feel like are just above my expertise. Just, just a smidge above it, and that makes me sometimes very fearful because it's like, you know, imposter syndrome. Like, oh, even though I got a psych degree and experience, I'm still like, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> and then that's where jujitsu has taught me to stay calm, control your breathing, and do it. Just do it anyway. Go out there. Do it. And it's been just phenomenal how, like, like look where I am. I'm, I'm becoming... um very competent in my jobs you know i'm really learning and getting great experience just by staying calm just by enduring the pain you know enduring the panic just overcoming all of this and look what it's got me you know success mm-hmm. absolutely so i feel you there yeah. yeah i think the lesson of perseverance can just be life-changing mm-hmm. just like learning to persevere not only through hardships but even through successes being like okay what can I learn from this and stay humble Mm -hmm. I've definitely 
I think that's what martial arts has taught me more than anything is like, yes, celebrate the successes and the failures. Do not get too cocky. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Especially during those successes. Because um, then anytime I've gotten too cocky with the successes, I get hit even harder during those failures. So mm. I've just like really learned the duality um, with life and the balance. And I think that's like become even more prevalent with the martial arts experience. Right. Because another thing I think is important is the perspective of always being a learner, always Mm -hmm. being a student. I think that's because, again, ego will destroy you in jujitsu, like just physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it will get you. And but I feel like if you always like if you're willing to allow yourself to be the fool, you know, to Mm -hmm. to be the quote idiot, unquote, you know, like in, in the gym, I think that's that leaves you with more chances of success you know because you don't have that ego in the way so when you fail it's not going to be so destructive if you don't have that ego in the way Mm -hmm. so if you always have that mindset of being a student i think oh my god that is so important it's so important because when that one person that teenager kicks your ass you know you're not going to be like fuck like it's over for me like (laughs) i I can never show my face my rep yeah (laughs) yeah. my reputation i have no clout oh my god (laughs) I'm a little bitch, you know, I'm going to go home. Everybody knows now. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> right. So but if you come at it as a student, you're like, okay, what can I learn from this teenager just fucking kicked my ass? What the fuck did I do wrong? You know, it's such a more, it's, it's a more beautiful way of looking at things and living life by. So, and that can definitely be applied to other aspects of your life too, you know, and, and that's something that, you're literally like killing your ego every day mm-hmm. oh my god yeah you gotta know when to ask for help mm. and i've known it from my experience in the our gym i've never had a moment where a teacher or somebody in that kind of teacher role even if it's just somebody your classmate that you're rolling with um that even they love to teach you like i've never had anybody who's just like no bro you want to know how to get out of this <laughs> like yeah. no right. like they're always like excited in my experience to teach you they're like yeah you want to improve here we go right yeah right it's such a beautiful like when you have a healthy gym because i've been to an unhealthy gym and a healthy gym before Mm -hmm. and the difference between the two is that the healthy gym it's it's a beautiful system of people supporting each other all the time Mm -hmm. always like no i've been there man here let me help you through this yeah let me teach you this for sure or even if they keep getting you in the same hold and you're not saying anything, they'll be like, hey, let me show you how to get out of this. <laughs> like, and then they'll go buy it step by step. And I feel like an unhealthy gym is just the opposite of that. It's it's ego against ego. It's mm-hmm. it's just, oh, I'm the best of the gym. and I'm going to kick your ass and I'm not going to tell you how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody for themselves. You know, Definitely. there's no support for each other. Yeah, a lot of more accidents happen in those kind of gym environments, too. Mm. People just going too hard, not really, like, being as considerate or mindful of the experience, right. like, especially their person they're training with. Right. Um, in my experience, when somebody who has been, like, a visitor from another gym, that's where one of my injuries actually came from. A person, mm. like, came in, and she was overly aggressive, and she just like continuously kept hitting me on the side of my knee on the inside mm. of my right knee and i was like you know we gotta kick lower <laughs> you're not <laughs> supposed to be even hitting there and she just kept that ego like she knew more 
and she blew out my knee to where I couldn't even go back and I was like really disappointed mm. that it set me back because she was having her own things she needed to work through and that in turn really impacted my experience and my growth I'm mm. um, actually stunted it for a fat minute so man yeah man <sighs> rough which kind of <laughs> brings another point to my mind is I think we're really unaware how much our lives impact other people's lives, mm-hmm. whether that be positive or negative. Because I'm sure this lady, after she hurt her knee, she went about her life mm-hmm. and kind of forgot that that happened because she wasn't the one that was injured. Mm-hmm. And so then she kind of forgot about it, but it impacted you in a not so great way i'm sure you learned a lot of good lessons from it and definitely but it wasn't an easy thing and like you said it set you back but also on the flip side i think we don't realize how much we can impact other people's lives in a positive way mm-hmm. through being kind to other people or like you know being willing to teach people how to improve in the gym at at whatever or being there listening to someone when they need it i think we're pretty unaware of how how big of an impact we leave. Mm-hmm. Faux shizzle. <laughs> That's well, a perfect cap to that statement. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you said, Ian, even just like that consideration piece like helped you with your fear of rolling with somebody. Like how you mentioned to your sparring partner at that time, like, hey, my shoulder is messed up like can you please go easy on it and like that being heard actually like can be a huge factor to not even just like your motivation in the gym but like your comfort there as well right yeah because that's that was very difficult for me to to admit to somebody because I didn't want to be seen as the person's just trying to get out of rolling Mm -hmm. heavily you know look at this 23 year old kid like and he now he's saying his shoulders hurt so like that's how i felt like i was Mm -hmm. coming off and i'm sure that's not what they saw Mm -hmm. but yeah i would tell each sparring partner like hey i got this shoulder condition i'm recovering from an injury can you please be careful with the shoulder and we were doing shoulder drills too like of course (laughs) right like first day back and like they're grabbing your shoulder and we're twisting it behind our backs and oh my god just like oh great great let's dislocate my shoulder (laughs) This will be fun. Stay back. <laughs> yeah. Send me right back. But, and that was the beauty is I told everybody and every, you know, we, and you go like in our specific drills, we're going around the gym. And mm-hmm. so we would cycle through everybody. And so by the, t- by the end of the day, everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was so chill. They're like, yeah, of course, man, we'll be careful. And, and the instructors, everybody. And, and that was very kind. It was very nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah yeah so it's it's definitely um very good to have that supportive environment mm-hmm, that open communication oh my god <laughs> yes yes because so i've had other guys too tell me like hey i'm recovering from a knee mm-hmm. injury so please you know be careful I had this one guy uh, he's like how old are you i'm like 23 he's like okay i'm twice your age and i'm recovering from a knee surgery so please be careful <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he choked the shit out of me. Like, oh, my God. I'm just like, didn't you want to, like, relax? You know? Like, oh, my God. But, 
to bring back the conversation back to the injury recovery, because that's something that like is really near and dear to me because I haven't mm-hmm. figured it out yet is like, have you ever had to face the, the fear that I may never be able to do martial arts again? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, my prescribed daily medication I have right now can lead to osteoporosis. Mm. So like your bones becoming brittle and having potentially the possibility of breaking and about a few months in a little less than a year after taking this medication was the first time I've ever broken a bone in my body right that and I fractured my foot in three spots and it made me really rethink things like how much importance I had towards my mental health if I want to take this medication and how much I like like wanted to be able to do martial arts but that was a desire that couldn't potentially not be in the future for me anymore um thankfully I have healed I can right. do martial arts, um, but yeah, it it was just a really challenging piece because I really did think that it was over. Um, kicking is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love kicking so much, and the idea of not throwing a really solid kick and getting that just that boost in my self-esteem and my endorphins again, mm. like it really disappointed me. It like threw me into a slight depression for a while Mm -hmm. honestly um because it was a long long healing process i was in a boot first off i was three and a half weeks of denial walking on my foot hiking on my foot yeah Yeah. i was weightlifting i was being very um ignorant (laughs) to say the least oh so that made the whole process even longer than it needed to be and Mm. that within itself was a learning lesson to not put myself on the back burner so so much um but I was in the boot for after that, after I finally got to the doctor, <laughs> they said, yeah, you fractured it. Why have you been walking? Put this boot on for the next few months. Oh my God. Um, I felt so bad for you because I remember like EBH. Like, yeah. uh, so Lexi and I went to school together and we had a, had we had this three story building. Yes, three story. It's three stories. And the elevator like went out mm-hmm. while you had this boot on. So yeah. I remember you like just crawling up one step at a time. Yes. Yeah, so with my scooter, with my knee scooter yes. that weighed like quite a bit too oh my god and we our class we shared a class at the time was on the top floor yeah always always <laughs> it's always yeah that's where all the psych classes are so <laughs> it was pretty brutal that yeah. like was a challenge within itself because like just people glaring at you as you walk up the stairs with this knee scooter <laughs> in a boot on oh it was brutal and then i didn't even want to go to the gym like afterward after like it took me a while to even think that i could feel strong enough to go back after i got my boot off because not walking on your foot for so many months on end it looked like i had a strip of bacon worth of muscle on my calf like it was terrifying for me to look at as somebody who considers i consider myself an athlete i would say um right and you're 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 built too like you have like I try. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like your legs are like built. You have muscle, and then, yeah, yeah. It, like you said, kicking is your favorite thing. Definitely, <laughs> and I was honestly scared if I went back taking the medicine that I would break another bone. So, uh, yeah, it's been a learning experience. Like first off, just like how long I didn't go to get ask for help. Mm. Like that was a big factor. Being like, if you literally don't put yourself first, your basic needs, your basic health, it's gonna bite you in the ass, mm. and. I had a very real example of that where I had to face the consequences for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So have you made that decision yet to take that medication? I'm still taking it. So you're still taking I'm it. I'm still taking and it. And you're training. At, and at I'm home. training at home. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm laying kicks hard. Like yeah, I, yeah. I have to put stuff around the bag cause they're moving and I get scared about the neighbors, hmm. but, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel really confident where I am not now. It just took mm. a year to get to this point. It's been a year since yeah. I stepped foot in the gym over a year actually now. I thought you said almost two years now. No, no, it's since July of last year. Right. Yeah. Right. July, around July is when I fractured my foot, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because I felt like during my injury, I didn't even want to be a part of the martial arts world. I didn't want to watch fights, really. I felt ashamed of, like, even the, like, idea of trying to get myself in that world. Right. And it caused me to where I feel so out of place now. I almost have imposter syndrome, even though I trained for many years, like, that when I did step back in the gym just to talk to everybody Mm -hmm. in the gym, um... It seemed different. The connection seemed different. Right. I didn't understand who they were talking about, like, because they like to get together for the fights. Every time they come on, they'll have little parties. I didn't know if you knew that. They I had no idea yeah. about that. <laughs> yes. Some of them, like uh, Cecilia and a few of the others, will get together and, okay. like, actually watch the fight. Oh, and, yeah, really cool. I never can bring myself to go. I feel like such an imposter because I haven't been there for so mm. long that I don't feel like a part of the like community anymore Mm. i just feel like this outsider who had an injury and isn't strong enough to come back with the financial stability to come back like i used to right um just because everybody knew me and i trained so often so now it's it's hard to go back in yeah Yeah. and and let's 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 take a step back and and get a little more detailed yeah so like lexi with the boot broken foot depressed what did that look like um like on the day-to-day it looked like a lot of lack of motivation i think it impacted a lot of aspects of my life Mm -hmm. honestly even how i communicated with others i tended to isolate myself to the point of even my cat i didn't play with her as often like like, yeah i know (laughs) no worries mitch was there for the time um the other parents of her um But yeah, it just looked like me completely becoming a recluse and not engaging in other things that brought myself happiness. I didn't feel the spark that kept me going with my mental health. Um, Body image issues came up a lot. Um, I didn't feel like I was my equivalent of so-called healthy. Um, I didn't feel accomplished. And I think that's one thing that martial arts really helped me feel on the day-to-day was accomplished and grateful. And that gratitude piece was kind of, like, hard for me to figure out because I live on the third story of my apartment <laughs> complex. Let me re- <laughs> let me reiterate that. That's yeah. so difficult. I couldn't even bring my own groceries up mm-hmm. by myself. So, like, how could I even protect myself? How could I improve myself when I can't? I'm struggling to even take a shower. Right. Like, you know, it was intense. Man. Mm. Yeah, that, that hits close to home. Yeah. It's like when I dislocated my shoulder the last time. It took like a month before it was actually like functioning where I can lift it over my head mm-hmm. and everything, you know. And, and you feel weak, too. You feel so mm-hmm. fucking weak because it's like this is my arm this is my shoulder i need it to for different things Mm -hmm. i need it 
for so many different things in my life and I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember waking up to middle of the night and just it just really hurting just because the way I was sleeping was just in a weird position because mm-hmm. it was damaged. So it, it needed to heal. And so here's this weird position for several hours, and, you know, and, and it's just not not healing and oh, it's just it's horrible it was horrible i'm like if i'm still hurting every night how am i ever gonna do martial arts how am i ever because i also like weightlifting too mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's it's like am i ever going to be able to weightlift again am i able, you know how about when i'm older that's mm-hmm. another concern of mine when i'm like 60 70 are my shoulders going to be completely <laughs> fucked or or how's life going to be in the future and so you have all these fears and it's something I think you just have to endure sometimes. And, and, and one thing I'll ask you now is how did you cope with it? Oh. Feeling like an imposter, feeling weak. I'm trying to think honestly, <laughs> you know, it, there was a lot of points where I did get like lost in that negativity. I got lost in that sauce so heavy <laughs> that I couldn't even find my way out. It felt like sometimes, but, um, just engaging in other things that made me happy. I really got into um, breathing exercises, like the Wim Hof breathing method. That got me to where I was like getting the feeling of being in the flow state. And that's what I was really craving. Like while rolling in jujitsu, just that sense of timelessness and just like overall, just so much happiness and just being, I've never felt so grounded and um, just so present as I do in those flow moments I've had in jujitsu. So to find something that compared to it, it was so much needed Mm. like uh not the best of meditation i'm gonna be real it's kind of sometimes yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) definitely it's kind of difficult but the wim hof breathing method i was like this is something i can do i can actually sit here and um engage in this and it doesn't make me feel like i have because i felt imposter syndrome while meditating most of the time or trying to um but yeah, that breathing method gave me the flow state I needed. Um, I, I think, yeah, I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just really did some feel-good stuff. You heard it here first. <laughs> Scooby-Doo helps with imposter syndrome <laughs> and depression. So now you know. <laughs> That'll be the title. <laughs> Definitely recommended. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo and Jiu-Jitsu, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. What about you, though? Mm. Let's see. How did I get through it? Uh, Going back to the never give up Mm -hmm. idea. um, That was my, I mentioned this before uh, in the last podcast, uh, never giving up is like the fuel to everything. Mm -hmm. The mitochondria, as I said. (laughs) Hiram's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Hiram's had a lot of biochem homework, and he's he's been Still he's been a, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never he's ending. been a savage all day. I love it, <laughs> <laughs> but that's another that's another podcast. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? So right, so that's one thing is I'm like I'm not going to give up. You know, I my shoulders dislocate yes but certainly there's another person on this planet that also does jujitsu and also has this problem Mm -hmm. you know and i've seen people that have like no legs for example and doing jujitsu so i'm just like there's got to be a way you know because like i've had like i remember i had to see my doctor too 
because the first time I dislocated my shoulder, went to him and he's like, he did a little like hand, like field check. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, your ligaments are still in place. You're good to go. I'm like, sweet. The second time he's like, let's do an MRI. I'm like, oh shit. And then that's when I discovered, he's like, oh yeah, you damaged your upper um, humeral head, but it's not bad. You also tore your fucking uh, ligament that I had surgery on six years ago. Mm. He said, you tore that again. (laughs) God damn it. And um, so many different things. But I'm just like, and he's like, I recommend you don't do jujitsu. And I'm like, yeah, I I figured. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's something I really enjoy. It's something that I want to be to be mastered in you know or at least to be highly skilled in Mm -hmm. so no i'm not going to give up i feel like there is a way to this and and there's still doubts even to this day where i'm like should i be more careful for the sake of future ian when i'm old you know (laughs) (laughs) but not giving up was it's a huge part of it for sure and then the second thing was i would take everything one step at a time so i remember i couldn't lift my shoulder you know over my head Um, sometimes even like, um, in like doing like a lateral raise, like a frontal raise or something, I couldn't even have it horizontal to my shoulder. It was just that bad. And sometimes it would just hurt for no reason. Or sometimes it would just like, uh, almost like relocate on its own or something, Mm -hmm. just pop and click. It's it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, so the first thing I'll do is let me work on getting it over my head, you know? I'm going to still keep working out, but I'm going to adjust my other workouts because my legs are fine. My other arm's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't do like a, um, a back squat mm-hmm. when if you can't lift your left arm over your head, right? So I had to adjust my exercises. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to work on my other muscles. I'm going to figure out other workouts. And then I'm going to do what I can with my left shoulder and figure out how I can I get this stronger. And it took a month before finally the pain at night started going away and then gradually it just got better and better man they are going crazy out there (laughs) it's it's tremendous but basically one step at a time one step at a time and now i can lift hiram seen it 70 pounds over my head with my left shoulder (laughs) like oh the tricep yeah I think you did 80 last time. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Tricep extensions. I can lift um, mm-hmm. um, shoulder presses. That's what they're called. Two, yeah. So you have two dumbbells over your head. I can do 70 pounds each oh. over my head. Dang. So That's a lot of improvement. Yeah. And then, and then going back to learning about your body. Okay. So I make sure I stretch before the workouts, mm-hmm. um, which uh, my flexibility still remain the same. So that's good. It's improved and it's staying improved. Um, and there's another thing to it, um, doing other workouts, like strengthening my lat, for example, because your lats support your shoulders as well. That's something I learned in physical therapy. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't do a lot of lat exercises. So now I do a total of three different types of exercises to get the whole entire lat. And that I've noticed really strengthened my shoulders as well. Mm -hmm. So, so far, so good, you know? Definitely. (laughs) And that's what I've been improving on. It's just making sure my shoulders are strong. And so I went from, I could barely move my fucking shoulder. (laughs) So now I can use that same shoulder to lift 70 fucking pounds over my head. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. And that came out of never giving up. Definitely taking it one step at a time. Like you said, I really, 
I've really resonated with that, like not looking at what you can't do in that moment, but mm. looking at what you can do. Yes. And I did try to definitely engage in that, like taking the small steps up, like talking to my chiropractor about his recommendations because I didn't really go to any health kind of like physical therapist right. or anything like that. So I really kind of relied on my chiropractor to be like, yo, maybe chill out this week. Maybe this is right. what exercises to do to help your knees. Um, especially like you said like strengthening the areas around it i hadn't even thought about like certain exercises to work like i'm doing sumo squats out the wazoo now mm -hmm. for my knees like and it's helped it's helped a lot and just like also just having that piece of consistency in my routine like being able to start working out again was a key point and yes. me feeling like i can do this i will do this yes. i will persevere and i will conquer these hardships right um yeah, so it was just that small little piece by piece. Sometimes there were setbacks, mm -hmm. but, you know, just accepting that, being like, okay, maybe I went a little too hard. Mm -hmm. What can I do to be compassionate to myself during this recovery yes. portion? Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned that I, what I tend to do in, during podcasts is I write down little notes here and there where I'm going <laughs> to ask a question or something. But you mentioned that self-compassion, I think, which mm -hmm. is so important yeah. because I think sometimes that persistence and I'm going to do what I want – that's great, but mm -hmm. it can get in your way sometimes yeah. because you got a fucking injury. You need to heal. Mm -hmm. That's where that patience comes in, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and like you said, yeah, you you had to have that patience, definitely, and that self compassion to be like, it's okay to give myself a break. It's okay to not be in the gym anymore mm -hmm. until I'm healed and strong again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a hard thing to understand and and to actually live out. <laughs> definitely even to like implicate you know you can really think like this is what i should do but yeah. you know like really just doing it for yourself and it's hard it was hard for me to give myself time to relax and to actually accept it i would even like say i'm taking a rest day today yes. and then just like accepting that throughout the day there were moments i was like oh you're not doing enough but having to push those thoughts away and be like you are doing enough you're giving your time the your muscle the time to actually rebuild strengthen yes. grow like it took a lot of like just um proactively communicating to myself mm. in a compassionate manner and doing it through action yes because yeah. i don't know about you but do you have this fear of like muscle atrophy what do you mean by that i don't know if just I know. losing strength in your muscles because you don't go to the gym mm, yeah definitely so because, like, I have it bad. <laughs> like, Hiram can, like, attest to that. Because I'm, you know, I'm very, very, very disciplined. I can go to the gym five days a week. Like, mm -hmm. and when I miss a day, oh, my God, I beat myself up about yeah. it. I, and it's so bad. And so this mm -hmm. past, like, three weeks, you know, after I <laughs> fell off the cliff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my right calf was hurting. My left knee was fucked up. My left arm was fucked up. I couldn't do bicep. Well, I could do bicep curls, but it would hurt, you know, and, and it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was funny because it was like the day or so after you fell off the cliff and then you're like, <laughs> then you were messing around in the gym and then like, like we're throwing elbows and like hit your left elbow <laughs> on a metal bar, <laughs> just screwing around. And then he was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> It had a major bruise right here on oh. my forearm. <laughs> that's where I landed on that rock. Yeah, I was just like, 
I was just like hitting this like metal piece of equipment. Lightly, it wasn't even hard. Right, and I'm just like, bing, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I had like a knot here, it was bad, yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was a good day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, damn, I lost what we were talking about. Uh, You were just saying that like afterwards you were. were Muscle atrophy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. muscle atrophy. So. So I so after I fell off the cliff, um, I was re- recovering, and I felt really bad because I was also working a lot too. So I didn't have much time in the gym, and technically I would have had enough time if I woke up earlier before my shift start. But sometimes I would just be so tired, mm-hmm. and I'd beat myself up about it. It's like get up, quit sleeping in, you know, get up. And I had to learn to be like I need to give my body rest, you know, I need to let it rest. And so finally, I kind of let go and just went to the gym when I could with the mentality that I'm recovering. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I'm, my strength actually was almost uh, the same as when I left the gym, which was interesting. Like the atrophy didn't really affect me because I think you gave your t- muscles time to heal and recover. So... I think that's something that people miss out on too. It's like, oh, I need to be in the gym every day. It's like, maybe you should take a week off mm-hmm. because you'll be so much stronger th- later, you know, even though, damn, seven days, that's a lot of time, but your muscles will be stronger and then you can actually improve. I've noticed improvements in my other exercises because mm-hmm. of it, so. But you gotta put in work for those rest days too. You can't be eating some like ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta do what you can to stay healthy in other aspects mm-hmm. during that recovery, making sure that's actually beneficial for sure. rest time, like where you're actually thriving in that resting period. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Lots of sleep, lots of drinking water, lots of, you know, eating the fruits and vegetables you need for those vitamins to keep your body functioning properly. Yeah, it's definitely important. Yeah. Hmm. Not lacking on the protein. (laughs) (laughs) The protein. Yeah, I got to fix my diet. I don't know. My diet's not good. Mm. It's it's enough to build muscle, but I'm also gaining a lot of fat, too. (laughs) So I I need to eat more. (laughs) That's my problem. I don't eat enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Hiram's been getting yoked, G. Yep swole as they say <laughs> gonna be a unit <laughs> yeah. yeah i just want to be like ian when i grow up <laughs> he's solid am i yeah, yeah. I like from from the san juan college days you oh. you have built so much mass <laughs> yeah. True. yeah since i even first met yeah you. yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. at the time like when i met you i was mm-hmm. just doing body workouts Mm-hmm. So no no weights at all. And lots of cardio, too. So. It makes a difference. Yeah. Like the workout regimen can really impact <laughs> how your build is. And being consistent. Mm-hmm. Just being consistent with, with it. That's the other thing that's key to everything is positive self-talk, is learning all the lessons from jiu-jitsu and martial arts. Like It's just like you just be consistent with these things, and that's that's where you gain the most is in that consistency that repetition mm-hmm. so yeah all right mm, sorry i got questions still for you <laughs> okay i'm just trying to 
figure out what should, what should I ask first. And then, do we have time? Do you have other things? Mm-mm. Okay. Because typically when we have a guest on, we do an hour and a half. We're at an hour and seven minutes. So. Cool, cool. So, no, I'll ask that later. So, um, <laughs> you, you, to kind of jump back, I know we've kind of jumped at so many different topics here. It's been fantastic. It's awesome. <laughs> but you said when you blew out your knees, that MMA was your structure in mm-hmm. your life. And so did it lead to relapse when you weren't able to do it anymore? Oh, actually, no, not in the way of like substance usage. It led to relapse and like more negative self-talk, I yeah. would say. It kind of set me back with my body dysmorphia. Like mm-hmm. I had more prevalent symptoms and like I really internalized it. Um, it made me really think twice about what I really want to engage in. Like uh, the first time I blew out my knee when I came up here was longboarding. I actually mm-hmm. fell off my longboard and I didn't bail right. and blew out my knee and it made me think like wow I like longboarding but I love martial arts so like what pain am I willing to actually experience and endure and I chose the pain of martial arts rather than the longboarding because that's what brings me more happiness I feel far more fulfillment and a purpose and just improvement through that so uh yeah okay yeah well <laughs> what was the original question <laughs> no you answered it yeah. okay yeah. Did it lead to relapse and you said negative talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've only experienced a few setbacks in time, but it's never really been through injury, I would say. Okay. It's been through different types of pain. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then how did you handle that? So we talked about you being in the boot and how you handled it, but what about Mm -hmm. when you blew out your knee? Um, That time, man, that was so long ago (laughs) now. It was like three and a half years ago. Um... During that time frame, I just really stayed around people I felt supported by. Um, that's around the time I really got into my serious relationship now with, with my boyfriend, Mitch. Mm-hmm. And he, like, really made sure that I was getting the support I needed during that time, like the support, external support. Mm-hmm. And it really motivated me to support myself. Uh-huh. Um, so that's really was a huge portion and just like how I approached it was just having that support from him because that was also like so early into my recovery from substance usage that I was like still learning what it was like to even cope in a healthy manner I had only known the coping techniques that I had during my addiction that were not the best (laughs) They, they weren't promoting growth at all so um it was just like having that support and how to navigate like uh, what that could look like healing without substance usage, without going to that alternative. Yeah. Mm. Which was actually really transformational, being like, wow, I don't need these chemicals pretty much to make me feel happy or anything, just feel anything that I can't do myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. So like a chain reaction with, yeah. with external support, which made you want to feel like you want to support yourself definitely Interesting. yeah I think everything happens for a reason well you can find purpose in many many things and I think like you know that purpose of that injury and that time frame was to grow and learn how to accept help from others mm-hmm. um, not be so independent learn learn be open to learning not be so stuck in the mud with my own ideologies right. um, yeah. yeah 
Hmm. So the next question. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of touched on this, but let's go a little bit deeper here. Um, As a woman, how else has MMA changed your life? Hmm, That's a good question. Um, Besides the confidence, the fulfillment, um, I don't know, other than just making it, like, I feel it's helped my body dysmorphia as a woman. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of societal pressure to look a certain way and to be a certain way. And martial arts has shown me that you can be successful in so many different ways. Like so many different people, like you can look a different way than anybody else and still be successful. It's not like a one size fits all. You have to fit in this box. Like it taught me you can be yourself. You can literally be whoever you want to be that makes you happy as long as you're not hurting others of course you mm-hmm. know right. and Pretty yourself much. yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <for> <laughs> definitely yeah. but yeah as a woman it really taught me to be confident in my beliefs in my spirituality especially mm-hmm. um like it's just taught me as a woman to, in very many well-rounded aspects um especially in my culture um back home in Oklahoma women are seen as less than I would say more Mm -hmm. so it's more so like you know you have the head of the household which is always Mm -hmm. a male female is always secondary and I've coming here it's different it's a different kind of culture where women are seen as more powerful and I think that martial arts gym treats every woman so equally (laughs) that it really showed me like this is what I want to be treated like. This is how I want to treat others. And, right. like, I, this is what I deserve as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I deserved respect or equality mm-hmm. of consideration before I really came here. Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like I'm worthy. More than mm-hmm. anything, martial arts made me feel worthy. Wow. Yeah. And you are. You well, are thank worthy. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you too, Hiram. We oh. are all worthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing we've talked about in the past. Mm. It's higher than worthiness. So that's yeah. why. I, that's really? why I made that little, yeah. little jab. Oh, yeah. what a cool inky dink! Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, I I struggle with it more than you would know. Mm. More than I let on, I guess. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool that all of these things. You've learned so many lessons from this, mm-hmm. and same with Ian. You guys have learned so many lessons from this, and I'm just like, man this is only one hobby this is only like one activity you know mm-hmm. and there's so many different people out there that like there's so many other activities where you can probably learn similar lessons and values mm-hmm. just in different ways or different activities different hobbies and i think the key is to be consistent and to keep doing whatever you're doing and enjoy it mm-hmm. you know and you'll, you're going to learn some great life lessons by having that consistency and doing something you love and trying to improve at what you love. And, and so, because you can learn these things elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. And the interesting thing about, like, MMA is it's, it's about life or death. It's, it's combat mm-hmm. compared to, like, other sports where you're, you're playing a game. Not to say they're not difficult or hard or anything like that of course they are but i think the difference with like martial arts is it's you're you're dealing with fighting somebody that you know means that if they submit you you know that means your life is in their hands Mm -hmm. i think the consequences are just higher if it was like a real fight for example so maybe that's why the lessons learned are so much 
maybe that's why there's so many lessons to learn <laughs> about it. You know, that's why it's, that's why I've taken so much out of it in the little experience I have in it, you know? So. Martial arts are superior to every other sport, so <laughs> suck it. How about golf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bowling? <laughs> yeah, bowling. Actually, bowling is superior. <laughs> Those strikes aren't going to get themselves, you know. <laughs> Actually, curling. Like, curling. work oh. your triceps. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's it. That's, that's the one. That's the manliest sport there is. <laughs> For real. That's how you know you <laughs> No, Oh, my you gosh. Are, uh, becoming a pro <laughs> curler. Pro curler. <laughs> that's the pinnacle you, of life, existence. Yeah. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Well, shit. Last question. Last question for you. Okay. Going forward, what does your MMA experience going to look like? Um, that has changed so much. Like this view I have of like yeah. what's to come. I wanted to compete. That's why I was training so often. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to compete in MMA. Now, since I'm like about to graduate, you know, with my degree mm -hmm. in psychology, I'm looking at more. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're about to graduate as well, so yeah. congrats to you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's kind of changing. I don't know if I want to go the competitive side or if I know for sure my life is going to have martial arts in it. I'm just not sure how that will look yet. For sure. Yeah, it'll depend on location too. I plan to relocate, so what will be available to me will have a big. Um, influence on what i decide to do as well but thankfully mitch my boyfriend also does a little bit of jujitsu and he has gloves and stuff like that so no matter what i know that i can have his support wherever we go and we can still engage in it um i just hope we find a gym <laughs> i would love to continue more extensive training if you don't find one make one <laughs> i don't have that training <laughs> i mean there will be other people probably that feel the same way and then you provide that opportunity to others like that's yeah. a pretty cool thing definitely hmm. i mean it's it's an option yeah <laughs> for sure yeah yeah it's i feel the same it's a big kind of mystery you know mm -hmm. it's like what's it going to look like in the future and because i also wanted to compete as well and yeah and now it's like hmm, we'll see we'll mm -hmm. just we'll see so definitely moving higher up in the ranks so that's what the yeah. future is holding Get a different belt would be lovely in judo and jujitsu. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to improve on my sparring abilities. Like, I think my defense could be improved. So, yeah, the future is just polishing it up. Mm -hmm. Continuing mm -hmm. to see what else I can learn. For real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel you. A little bit of Muay Thai. I've, th I've been thinking about it. I, I, I wanting to expand how many martial arts I'm learning. I, I, I found it very fascinating to learn different lessons from each, mm -hmm. um, which I have. Um, like judo, just like how it's more of a dance than any of the others. Like mm -hmm. I, I think just each of them require a different element of um, strengths and techniques that probably aren't as used in others. So, yeah expanding that yeah. portfolio yeah yeah any uh weapons martial arts learning how to sword fight yeah i've looked into staff. it yeah i 
I thought it would be so cool, even just to learn archery, my native ass over here. I think it'd be really <laughs> cool to learn some archery, man. <laughs> like, I find it really fascinating, just those different techniques that have been historical. Mm-hmm. So I want to see the importance, and I think it can even impact how I provide my counseling in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Any, uh, any um, like, gun training? John Wick uh, yeah. style. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've known how to shoot a gun since I was a little kid. And mm. I'm, I'm from the South, man. Yeah. You know I know how to <laughs> yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. a gun. I actually have been um, wanting to get one myself just for safety reasons. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I grew up around where gun safety can be a thing. And it can be used in a responsible manner. How can you use it, you know, in a way to even hunt? My family's been hunting for yeah. many years since I was a child. So, like, uh, I can see how it can be used in a way that isn't just violent and causing destruction and um so yeah I'm, I'm interested in getting one you know getting trained up on it just having that ability that assurance just coming from my past there was a lot of gun violence so just you know having that sense of safety especially with freaking mountain lions out here you never know yeah. man <laughs> yeah. you never know i'm um, always strapped when i go hiking or something yeah i, mean, I may hike alone but i'm strapped <laughs> <laughs> i will light up a fucking mountain lion go after me hope it didn't come to that but (laughs) kill him john wick styles you know three bullets to the head (laughs) we do not promote animal cruelty (laughs) (laughs) unless they try to fuck with me yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just i'm just playing relax Peter. relax interesting any final words that was good I enjoyed the time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on here. I really do appreciate it. Yes. Like a conversation that I've never had with anybody because they don't have the experience. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice to just (laughs) (laughs) throw it out there. Just uh, get it out there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for inviting this as a topic to even discuss because I've never really talked about my fears around this and idea of injury within the art so right. yeah. yeah and, and me fun. neither i never encountered this before and there's mm-hmm. nobody to talk to so finally there is somebody to talk to that can relate to it so. yeah and it's intimidating to bring it up to professors i've just never had the balls to be like let's sit down and talk about this right. like you know even even like my counselor too i had a counselor mm-hmm. last semester and um I brought it up, but it's like she couldn't. She couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have that background. Yeah, it's that just, insight. It's just like mm-hmm. you can reflect. You know, you can reflect all the questions and do the basics counseling one on one, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway. Yeah, that's why it's a taboo podcast. <laughs> we talk right. about everything, anything, and everything. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Mm-hmm. It's been great. This is your host with the most, your boy Ian. <laughs> and your boy Hiram. And Lexi. Or Grape Juice. Either or. Grape or. Grape Just juice. not Alexis. Don't hit me with mm-hmm. that yeah. label name. <laughs> yeah, Alexis. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. Grape juice. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank you guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.